Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Star Trekking with Nerdy Up North. I am one of your hosts, Captain Goodwill, and I am joined, as ever, by my co-host... It would help if I turned the volume down on my phone. I am joined, as ever, as a co-host, Science Officer Sinoise, and we have a very special guest today, guys. Joining us from Spectrum Sanctorum is the lovely, the wonderful Captain Joe Dove. Hello, hello, hello. Guys. Good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Very happy to be here with my friends all the way up north, Nerdyville. Good to see you guys. I will say to everyone in the chat, this is my first time riding solo. I don't have the help of the cult leader, Paul, running this stream. So if there are any issues... Uh, with the audio or anything like that please feel free to let me know because i am just freewheeling at the moment so um but yes welcome everyone uh the chat is already alive oh we do have uh the captain of the uss caliente herself joe ah nita we have the spicy very spicy (laughs) how is my buddy how is nita today we've got christopher reed in the chat we've got beth Hello, Beth. We've got Nerdy Up North. We've got Charlotte. We've got Sarah Bridge. We've got absolutely everyone. Please tell me that it's all working properly because I can't take the stress anymore. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we've got too many people and we need some kind of fight to the death mm. or some kind of Highlander type thing so we can only have one fan at the end. They'd be like, they'd be like the Uber fan. Yeah, they'd be like, they'd be like this sort of the Vampire Slayer of fans and we'd be like, yes, the, the Uber fan. There you go. Maybe not. Maybe that's not how fan bases work. Guys, we we have made it to the end of Star Trek Picard. Um, It is done. I am emotionally destroyed by it. Um, But before we get in to Star Trek Picard, I just want to ask you all, how are you? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I I am not Sinoise. I am a homeless person that they have just shaved Shaved? Where? You know, they just sort of put sticks. You're a Delton. You don't have hair. It's fine. <laughs> That's it. I, yeah, but uh, I've had a I've had a weird week. To be fair, it's all recovering from the 24-hour gaming stream. Oh like yes, last, you uh, did. Weekend, your... which is yeah, yes. I saw someone. I popped in on that really quick. Yeah, no, it was amazing. It was just it was it was very weird though because obviously like we didn't really factor in that the stream needed to last 24 hours, and yet we were all doing a full day on the Friday. So when we got to the end, we were like, we've both been up for like 41 hours. Oh, obviously, like up at seven, doing a full day at work, then going on this to do the like last week's Picard podcast, and then starting the stream and being like, okay, you (laughs) machine. It it was it was absolutely brilliant, and thank you everyone who you know is a part of Nerdy Up North and everyone who joined it. We've amazingly, well, you have amazingly managed to raise over a thousand pounds for Saint Benedict's Hospice, which is incredible. I think people are still adding to it now, but basically, the I think when you add the totals together, it's about one thousand and twenty-five pounds. Which, considering we were expecting three hundred, and we were like three hundred would be nice. That's, uh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not me. Me and Ian just literally just tried to fend off sleep, ordered a shitty Thai meal, and um, 
played lots of video games while being really stupid. The uh, last time, oh, hang on, you had McDonald's. Oh no, that was Brit. That was. Oh no, we did. We did have McDonald's. That that was the best. I love how Ian was just like, oh, well, McDonald's is unhealthy, and then ordered the worst pie ever. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's I was isn't to turn healthy. Because you could just see my face being like. <laughs> Mc- McDonald's isn't care. healthy as he consumed so much Thai food and this is really gaming. bad for your kid hour 24 my eyes are squared no, no, no. <laughs> no it, it, was, it was really good and it was great that they did it, it hilariously St. Benedict's were like oh we weren't expecting you to raise that much that's amazing so they no, invited what? us to come in and do one of the novelty size check photos so oh, we'll nice. get to do that oh, we'll get to do one of the nice. massive check pictures so really <laughs> though really though well done for for what you and ian did yeah um, yeah make absolutely. sure that novelty check there's the publisher's clearinghouse that's a yeah, big yeah. thing here. That's, yeah. make well, sure it doesn't bounce i think the thing <laughs> is though it's the idea of like it's not me and ian that's done it it's the fact that we've raised so much money because there's so many people that cared for our friend beth like a yeah. lot of the people who put money in are people who knew her, who supported her and also respect the charity as you know. And then obviously a lot of people who are like, know me through this or whatnot, or just good hearted people. So it's like, cause none of the others are, you know, I just realized the way I phrased that. I was like, all these people, and some people who are not. <laughs> like, you know, don't do that. Oh, but, um, no. So yeah, that's all I have to talk about, but it's like the fact of it was very good, but recovering from it on Sunday was just like going, this is a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously though, well done. And Joe, you yes, sir. you have just mm. done a review of yourself for uh Starting yes. Card on we, Spectrum. We talked about it last night and we were graced with the presence of Captain Goodwill. We were overjoyed to have you stay up probably pretty late. <laughs> I don't sleep. I never sleep. <laughs> oh, there we go. I regenerate. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go in a bucket for about an hour and then I go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, guys, uh, Joe uh, helmed, shall we say? Because it's it's now yeah. finished. And the host uh, of Captain Squadron, yeah. Captain Squadron on Spectrum Santon. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of good series. Um, Nita, who's in the chat, uh, is helming her own series, Women of Sci-Fi, yeah. I believe. Comes out 6 o'clock US um, Eastern Standard Time tonight. Uh, you guys so can do the math. You guys, even later. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be like... yeah. Will that be like a be like midnight, I think. Or... Midnight for you, yeah. Yeah, mid- yeah, maybe yeah. midnight, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I love maybe... how in England it's so small that we're like it's the same time, whereas in America it's like which coast are you on because the time is different, and you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got Central, yeah, have... Mountain, Eastern, <laughs> and Pacific. There's four. And Pacific, yeah, yeah. That's because mountains need different time to everyone else. Yes, mountains. We're above you all. You know, so yeah. The air is thinner. Coming over here with time zones. <laughs> But uh, no, guys, give him, give him a check out, give him a like, give him a follow. Um, I have been so lucky to be a guest on one of their shows called Off the Shelf, uh, where I discuss the wall of bankruptcy, which some of these ships are behind me right now. Mm-hmm. We do have the D. We ha- we have to call it the D and nothing else. Uh, yeah. I've got Is this when you stuff. offer to show the girl the D and then you bring out the Enterprise? Yes, of course, because the policemen <laughs> yeah. are there. You know, no officer. It's yeah. a galaxy class. It's fully um, functional, I assure you. It's programmed. Yeah. It, it separates. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. and we've, we've... That, that's usually when the Tinder conversation stops. And that's usually yeah. when it crashes. Um, we've got Space Stock, and obviously I don't have the actual Titan A, so we've got the original Titan there because 
why not? Um, but uh, no, I featured on Off the Shelf where I talked about my wall of bankruptcy, which I absolutely loved. I was with Joe, I was with uh, Ricardo, Jace popped in to say hello. But all of you guys on there are, are absolutely wonderful. And I know there was a bit of a hoo-ha uh, in your stream yesterday. We were like, why is it only Joe invited? Guys, come over. Come over to England. Oh, yeah, that's we'll right. We'll put on a spread. We'll, we'll, we'll put on a buffet as, as we'll we say. Get you in Greg's. We'll get we'll you a you yes, Joe. You have to try your Greg's. Go on, come on, Greg. Go, come on, well, Joe. Let, let's give you a steak bake. We'll give have you, you ever a, heard of a sausage roll and a steak bake? Yes. Have you ever heard of a sausage roll? No. Oh, you will like if you come to England. Roll? Is that not? Oh. Is a sausage roll not a thing in America? No. Is it like a corn dog, or are they like, you know? It's a sausage that baked in pastry and then deep fry it is that how it's done it's no it's just it's, it's pastry like you know how you'd have like pay it's basically just a like a, a slice like a of sausage a with yeah but if yeah, the yeah. bacon was pastry yeah like crispy yeah. crispy bacon crispy it's really hard to explain to an american <laughs> but it's so goddamn unique to the north of england like greg yeah, it, it almost huge. sounds like pig in a blanket but we usually look take little vienna sausages and wrap the, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the little like um, the like bisquick pastry. Yeah, yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. 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 similar to that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans don't have Yorkshire pudding either, do they? I don't even know what that is. In oh, the, you know, I that would blow your mind, surely. I mean, obviously, it'd be weird because I I remember some one of the guests we had on the girl podcast, like because we have a lot of American guests, and they just kind of remark about the weirdest thing they have coming over to England. They're like. No one in England knows how to use spices properly. And it's and since they said that, it's so incredibly true. It's literally like we are so dumb. It, maybe I'll go wild and put some pepper in. And in America it's just like fucking everything. I tell it's you, just like, ah, I, I tell you spices. what I tell you what Greg's most resembles, Joe, Tim Hortons in Canada. Oh yeah, so we we had we Tim Hortons for a quick second in I yeah. don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also just come to England and I was like, Tim Horton is a ha 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 it's like it's a novelty now. We've just we've just had our first Taco Bell where I live and the queues oh, the queues yeah. were down the road and he just like really <laughs> That was it. It was like the biggest the biggest things like, you know, I think it was last year or whatever, was the Queen's death and the opening. No, no, that was this year, wasn't it? Was it? No, no, that was last year. It was last year, cool. My concept of time still fairly functions. Uh, that and opening the um, bloody Taco Bell in Newcastle. Yeah. Taco Bell and then Five Guys as well. Bloody hell. So, Joe, if you ever come over, the first uh, destination Nerdy Up North will take you is a Greg's and you will be on the first plane probably back to New York. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, guys. It's better than Haggis, though. So, oh, yeah, know. everything's better than yeah, Haggis. Being yeah. shot is better than Haggis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so for, for me... Um, it's it's been a long old week um paul has been so very kind to set everything up because i think paul's sick to death of doing mm. everything for me so he's just like just do it yourself with you i want to go out with my wife i haven't seen her um so uh, i've been trying to to work all that uh, other than that being really excited about the announcement of the section 31 movie with michelle your academy award-winning Michelle, yes. you're yeah. very sure surprised. You they paid yeah. double for her now. So, oh, that contract must have been. Uh, mm -hmm. that, the negotiation must have been very spicy. <laughs> oh, spicy. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I have heard uh, on the grapevine that if this is a success, Paramount want to do a movie every two years. 
um, on Paramount Prum, uh, Paramount Plus, and maybe a as as Jason Gaston said in your podcast last night, Joe, uh, maybe a, a limited theatrical release. Release, well. yeah, yeah. So what we surmise, and it's very popular here, is to have it in some of the bigger theaters, playing only there and seeing how the gauge. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. checking the pulse on the audience and seeing how they react to it. And if enough people buy tickets and it sells out, then they'll bring it into a wider release. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and and hopefully, um, this is just the start of a new golden age of uh, Star Trek. But guys, sorry, go are you sure we're not already in a new golden age? Oh, because... I think I think very yeah, much. Yeah, I think we we're in it. But yeah. I mean, I'd say I'd say from Lower Decks onwards, because I think oh, Lower yes. Decks was this wonderful sort of like. Thing. Um, I keep hearing the praise for Prodigy, like people. Uh, you yeah. still haven't seen Prodigy. I still have one. Like literally, I have had no out. time. I've no time for like TV. And then like this last week, I forced in TV time, and it's to be it's to be watching Buffy because I'm on the Nerdy Up North podcast. This podcast on Sunday, talking about mm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and being like, I should probably refresh my memory of this and. <laughs> Uh, binge watching that but then after that it's going to be the mandalorian and stuff and eventually oh, i'll get to prodigy but um oh, my was telling me about a great episode where they went to a planet where a red shirt had been stranded there and the planet yes, developed that an is entire of religion episodes. about a red shirt and i was like yeah. the musical joe the musical part of it <laughs> Yeah. Oh, was it was it a play or a music? I can't. It no, I think play. it was just a play, it was, was play. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Play, yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody yeah. talk like William Shatner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are stranded on the planet with no communication. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was. See, that's it. But but this is what we're saying. We are in a golden age of tech right now, where we're getting a lot of wonderful nostalgia, but also getting a lot of lovely new stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. So I, I, I'm going to say we are on the the dawn, shall we say? So I think from lower decks, I pretty much agree. From lower decks onwards, the dawn of the golden age began, and last year came into its own with Strange New Worlds, and then obviously this this porky little show called Picard that mm. uh, we, we're about to talk about. So, yeah. without further ado. Shall we get into the emotionally destroying episode uh, of Star Trek Picard, Season 3, Episode 10, The Last Generation? So, guys, first and foremost, even before the episode started, love the fact that they changed the Titan to the Enterprise D in the little Star Trek opening uh, scroll at the beginning. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that detail. It was glorious. Absolutely glorious. Like even before the episode starts, you were like, "Ah, oh, look at it! It's gorgeous." Yeah, you kind of like, "Okay, cool. Now we've revealed it. We can." It was like there with the uh, Geordie photo where they were like, "Oh, bollocks! We can't talk about that yet." And then, like, <laughs> yes. as soon as they, as soon as the last episode aired, there was this sort of everyone being like, "Oh, finally we can post this. Finally we can talk about this." Yes. About the Enterprise D. But we get straight into the episode where we're getting a message from President Anton. Chekhov, voiced Very by Walter, Walter Koenig. Um, is it K- Koenig or Koenig? K- or... Koenig, Koenig. It depends Koenig? where you're from, I guess. That How do you pronounce it, Joe? That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walter. 
No, no Walter Koenig. Yeah, 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 well, well, yeah. Walter Baby. Yeah. yeah. Walter Baby. Walter Baby. Walter Bless. I mean, 81 years old um, yeah. is, is Walter. And to, to voice his son, uh, Anton, which was a great nod to, to, to Yelchin. Um, Yelton, who, yeah. yeah, who sadly passed away in 2015, who played obviously Chekhov in the Kelvinverse. Um, fantastic little tribute there. Very reminiscent of Voyage Home, this this little scene with the president, where he's just like, avoid Earth at all costs, farewell. Right, yeah. So I was like, oh, but it was, it was a great, great little nod uh, to, yeah. to Chekhov and uh, completely out of left field as well. How yeah. the hell this team for a year held all these secrets i will yeah, never ever know really well especially because terry metallis shared a picture of him and todd cheswick relaxing with anton uh with um checkoff the real checkoff yeah mm -hmm. at his house they were all and and he held the picture of the titan uh he was oh, holding God, the yeah. the mock uh replica the golden replica of the titan yes so i guess terry kept that from the set <laughs> yes yes so with with this scene obviously uh the tng crew are on the enterprise d bridge um they detect a bog ship uh in orbit of jupiter and i've got one question for you two mm. how did the fleet not detect a big ass ship in jupiter and more importantly how did jupiter's station not detect a big ass bog ship in the eye of Jupiter? Uh, Windows 98. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were too busy linking all the ships so they couldn't detect anything. Yeah, no, so, someone took a monitor off. It was firewall. Yeah. <laughs> like in one, be, it's in like one of those movies where the security guard turns off one monitor and, you know, or something. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like just, that section of the planet there that has a big fuck-off cube next to it. But... Uh, no one looks out of windows we, anymore. <laughs> we'll, just say, well, that's it. You know, they, they, they were earlier in the season. We were surprised by people being like, oh, shit, I forgot we had these windows. Can you believe Christ? And then the rest <laughs> but, of the fleet went, no, nah, we don't need them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going, we don't need windows. Windows. Um, windows. <laughs> but no, it, it, I, I think the problem, the problem is, okay, I obviously will get to my overall feelings about this episode later, but it was Ooh, very my. much a let's just enjoy it and suspend our disbelief for a fair amount of it because obviously the amount of jokes going on online about about like oh we didn't know the borg was still around and you're like season two <laughs> you know like sort of what's that weird it? shit so on Girati? the stargazer didn't mean right. anything <laughs> like literally just like so Girati exists and they just forgotten well, well, Girati you know? is, is a gatekeeper she's literally at one of the transwarp conduits preventing whatever that being is yeah. that's supposed to be coming through the transwarp from coming through the transwarp. I tell you so. what she's preventing, Joe, with her being a mm. gatekeeper. She's preventing the toxic Star Trek fans out there Ooh. from coming in and ruining it for everyone else, which someone yeah. tried to do for me on Thursday. Oh. And I thought, you, sir, deserve a blocking. Um, yeah. wow. Didn't read it, but yeah, God damn, hey, God damn those people. Like, it, seriously. It is just really weird, isn't it, where you just get people like, what kind of satisfaction... Can you get from spoiling something for someone? Like it's it's yeah. that weird thing where there's people, but then again, it's a part of life of realizing that there's people out there who genuinely enjoy other people's misery, and you're like, wow. And and for people who aren't politicians, they can also be like that. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but, great you know, great analogy. 
But you know, but it's just this idea, and I, I can't get my head around it. I literally just go like, "Oh, I've upset someone. Oh, that means a lot what? to me." Where someone else is like, "Let's have a wank. I've caused, I've caused someone misery." Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. The, the, those words were literally just like, "No, we don't want to come out. Give us a couple of minutes, please." Sorry, Joe. Yeah. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the things that I I realized uh, that happens with a lot of people, especially. I'm on the the TikTok, and a lot of people on TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. Share. Are you on the TikToks? I'm on the TikTok. Are you? On I'm the on the Instagrams. <laughs> I'm on, I just I'm like it. On the I just like it having the in front of it. Like, oh, oh we do that a lot. Are you one of the games? When you're over forty, you add the to it. You're gonna go on the Amazon and buy yourself yeah, a star. I'm gonna get on the Amazon. <laughs> get that I Netflix. <laughs> I, I genuinely love it, but it's got this weird thing to me where it's hilarious. To <laughs> Yeah, no, on the internet. that's what we do. I want to get on the internet so I can get to the Amazon and get me a starship. But um, yeah, a lot of people like to be first. That's the other thing is people are so like, I got to be first. I got to be first. And they have to share something before anybody else does. And they think that they're the first one doing it. So that's why you'll end up seeing and getting spoiled a lot. So what yeah. I do is I just, luckily, you know, I've been blessed with a great job. So mm. I haven't had time to look at social media. I've been too busy working. <laughs> I've avoided yeah. all the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that has been me this week. It's It's been just nonstop with uh, with work. So I was I was kind of lucky that it was only one. Um, Patak, I think is the most polite mm. word I can mm-hmm. say it about them. Um, but yeah, really, this, this scene just summarized everything that everyone was thinking what started 35 years ago ends tonight very symbolic of what jean-luc was saying um and i'm just like i was here i was like i'm trying not to cry it's only three minutes in um it it carries on from what paul was saying because it last week paul was saying um about how this whole series has felt like a movie it's felt like a sort of divided up movie and this episode was a movie like even that yeah. beginning bit where it goes, it ends tonight, and it was a bit too angry the way he says it. It's a bit too sort of dramatic, and then the music. Well, I mean, it's like don't forget and it the just line felt... must be drawn here, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you know that thing that where, people go, where people go yeah. from normal dialogue to film dialogue. It just felt like that. It felt like these are the big punchy movie words, you know. Yes, <laughs> and I liked it, but you know, it was that thing of going, "This is a movie episode." Got it, you know. Yeah, because we we jumped straight into uh, the second scene at Space Dock, just getting absolutely pulverized by the entire uh, fleet. Um, and Seven and uh, the crew of the Titan just chopping through all of these droves to, to retake the bridge. Um, mm. And they, they get to the bridge and they, they do the transporter tag phases, which... Uh, it's very insurrection. I think it was mentioned last night on your show, Joe. I loved that. That was such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, lo- I literally loved it because it's because this is the thing though, where it's like it's these out the box solutions, and obviously Voyager was wonderful for it because Voyager was basically full of just what do we do in this situation, and the Doctor being like, I've created a thing, but like because the idea is with the Borg, if they have shields or if you don't want to harm them, kind of thing then you're buggered, really. And therefore, the idea of just moving them was brilliant. <laughs> like It was just like the actual yeah. teleporting them through phases was brilliant. However, I will say, after how it was set up last week about how 
impossible the odds are. It seemed a bit easy for them to get to the bridge. It seemed a bit like going, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, we just managed that. And you're like, hang on, we've missed a section here. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like Seven of Nine scorned because yeah. she can kick ass. She did in yeah. season one when she just had two goddamn rifles. It was just blah, 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 she like, just blowing yeah. people away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like my god, like she took back that ship, but then they realized obviously uh, that they have to retake the ship, and the only way to do it is uh, to find a way to disconnect it from the rest of the fleet. Um, mm. and, and you can't just unplug the LAN cable. Wow! <laughs> Imagine if you just pulled it out. Maybe like, we, oh, well. we turn it back off and turn it on, and maybe we'll... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. How do you put it in safe mode? Also, quick aside, Joe. Guess who just bought the XL Stargazer? Oh, nice. <laughs> that means so, there probably will be none by the time it turns on here in America. Do it, Joe. <laughs> do it. Do it. So, just a quick side, guys, because obviously I collect these these bankrupts in uh inducing models <laughs> one's just gone for sale and i've just bought one within three seconds because i've been waiting for so goddamn long so um i'm gonna be poor by the end of the month but um no the uh you've got a week you've got a week until the end of the month so you know get yes get quick. four days until payday please hurry up um <laughs> but yeah so they they have to find a way to disconnect the titan from the rest of the fleet um this is where the ep this is where the episode obviously the scenes interchange very quickly uh, and we, we go from the Titan to Jupiter to the Cube, Titan to Jupiter, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we go back to Jupiter um, where the Enterprise D is, is right outside. I mean, the Borg Cube has always been big. Uh, like when we saw in uh, the when the Borg were first revealed best in Next Generation and Best of Both yeah. Worlds, you yeah. know the Enterprise D is huge. Uh, huge D, yes, ha ha, everyone in the chat. <laughs> 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 um, it's funny because it's a sexy joke. It's it's funny because it, it's a symbol of penis. But uh, you, you know yes. that the ship is huge, but the scale of it when you see a ball cube, and this just took it up a notch because that that pullback, that like pullback of seeing this eedy beedy little fat starship, and then there's just mm. mammoth cube. Um, and then they go well. Only thirty six percent of it is is operational, um, and mostly it's used to to generate a signal to the fleet. Mm. Um, we get this great little thing where Data finally shows his emotion for the Borg, where he's like, "I hate them." We, I, I thought it was that. a great callback to Next Generation because remember the episode where Data finds he can have emotions, and it's mm. when they're fighting the Borg. You know, they're fighting off the Borg, and he's like, kills a Borg, and then oh, like, yeah. realizes. Right. He realizes that he can feel anger and the whole rest of the episode, he's like trying to reclaim that. And it was a nice callback to that of going, he really does hate the Borg because they are the antithesis of what Data tries to be, you know. Well, like, he, he, he he did consider joining them in first contact for 0. 0.035 milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But for an android, that is an eternity. Yeah. So uh, they try and isolate uh, where Jack is in the cube and they, they find out where he is um, and the only way to to get Jack is obviously to beam down Picard wants to go alone uh, <clears throat> Riker volunteers and then Worf gets all inappropriate <laughs> because I Worf, believe we should have a three way <laughs> yeah, 
I will make it a threesome. Oh God, what? Yeah, that's why? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, Daddy Wolf, no. That, I love that Riker says that's four cocks. That's four cocks in play. Can we just put that? Think out? of Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> For needs once, Wolf fucking isn't. Yes, yeah, right? right. Where Wolf is Alexander? About Alexander in decades. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm a dad. Oh He's my like, God. Fuck them kids. But Data wants to go as well, and you know Picard says, "No, I I need you on this ship. I need you." And again, this is this is the first of many scenes where you where it's, there's a very f- uh, finality to it. There's there's a definite. This is the end of what we see here. Uh, and you know Picard goes, "It's been an honor to serve you all." Riker and Troy's little eye contact with Riker just saying nothing, but Deanna knows. Yeah. Very touching. Um, they then beam down to the cube. Uh, little Trek Tech side TNG sound effect for the transporter, which yeah. I absolutely loved. Um, yes, oh, <laughs> it's the oldest ship it makes the most sense. Just so you know, where I also have the stargazer on. The yes! yes, did you get it? Get I in. I have not. I have an I angry spent... spouse when I get home, but it's okay. I spent yes. much on Warhammer this week. Another so one of these little like ships. Oh, it's not little. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man. Um, so yeah, they 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 beam down to the cube, um, and they say that you know that there is no movement in this cube. There is no sound. Um, and when they scan the drones, they find that the drones are decaying, and it's mm. like the drones are being cannibalized. But why are they being cannibalized? Um, yeah. Loved, loved, loved the aesthetic of these Borg all the way through the episode. Very yeah. quintessential of the original Borg, very H.R. Mm-hmm. Geiger. Um, Giga, I think. Giga, I, my, my apologies. I always uh, said he, Geiger, so. Yeah. I, I it's, think it's Giga, I could be wrong, but I, every time well, I Well, it's not it, American it's, or, you know, yeah. it might be like German or something, so Giga might be right. I, I think even in Germany, they're just going, no, he was a weirdo, who knows? <laughs> you know? I don't know, there's something about him and penises, I don't know, I get it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my. It's just a lot of sexual organs. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Oh my. Um, but uh, <laughs> how many penis references have we made so far? This is this is all going wrong. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Crusher detects that the bio signs are coming from uh, a chamber one level below. Picard knows instinctively where that is because even though Picard has been separated and is in a golem body, he still senses and feels the Borg and knows the Borg. Which could it not be that he remembers how cubes are organized from? ages ago maybe i don't know like i I assume i assumed rather than it being a sixth sense i assumed it was basically because as locutus he was like oh that's how they structure their ships and the borg never learn really (laughs) the borg are like oh well that's good don't change it but again another finality scene where picard goes to Riker and wolf this is where we part ways i have been your captain and now i need to be a father um and again it felt like it felt like this is it uh, for these three characters parting ways again with this and we've seen this with data and we we've seen it with Riker and Picard in previous episodes not a lot of words are exchanged but body language eye contacts you know the love is deep you know that their friendship is 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 there and means so much to them uh, and they can they can like the first episode with with Beverly and um Picard Mm. where they don't yeah, have to say it wasn't a word given but there was a complete exactly. understanding exactly yeah. and this is how it, it it felt here so picard makes his way down to the chamber uh loses transmission and there we find jack 
part of what, what shall we say fully or partly assimilated in that I'd really say fully assimilated but i would say fully yeah because yeah. he had the whole armor thing going on really awesome bog suit though guys <laughs> yeah it really was but very halo basically in in this year's must-have cosplay basically man yeah <laughs> it was it was very speaking halo. of well-known cosplays uh someone in the chat is basically commenting on my hitler mustache and i'm like oh we were literally just talking about Germany, and now we're talking about Hitler. Way it's like a normal oh. idiot, no podcast. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Have you cosplayed Hitler? Hmm. Sorry, John. <laughs> is it a cosplay or just really inappropriate? Anyway, probably really inappropriate. Um, they did a nod to Locutus with Jack's uh, board implant. Yes, the laser. they had the exact the same laser. Yeah. yeah, and the laser on the side, just like Locutus. Oh yeah, because we we finally get to see the reveal of this queen, which it's mm. it's Alex Alice Creed's voice, Boy. Mm-hmm. but not Alice in prosthetics. Right. Yeah. Um. But we had a big oh, thing on that last night. Yeah. Yeah. But holy crap. That for me was terrifying. It was seeing great. That, that was. I yeah. think it was great seeing that it literally was the face that Vadek had created. Because I was like going, "Oh, that's just like a representative head," and yet when you actually see the Borg Queen, you're like, "No, she she looks like that." You know, <laughs> it's the idea of going, "Oh no, no, she's messed up." Just just to uh, uh, just to quickly mention, Nisa, uh, we are not speaking ill of Worf. Um, please don't go for your very defensive of war. She's talking about feel feel her weapon, and more penises. I'm (laughs) the one occasion, Nita. So far, and that's usually my limit. The one occasion, Nita, where I am glad that you were in Brooklyn. I wish you were closer because I would love to have tea with you. Um, okay. as, oh, as feel her weapon. I was like, okay, well. She has a bat left, Graham. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not just any battle. She has the Kalis battle. She does. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. She is the warrior queen. Exactly. And you so... can catch her tonight at six o'clock on Spectrum Stick Dorm. In the- yeah, get the plug in. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, and the 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 whole makeup of of this queen is just te- the the arms the the i feel like the arms were longer um mm. and almost yeah, like they... yeah so sorry, 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 sorry. no i i noted they they elongated all her features her hands mm. her arms her hands like the the base of her body was even elongated and her face was like though half melting also elongated so to speak almost like Elephant man, in a way. Yeah, like she was degrading in a way where yeah. she was just, just oh, I, like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> I mean, was it, uh, like, did we get any indication that this was the Borg Queen, as in this is meant to be Alice Krieg's um, Borg Queen from, no. like, first no. contact? You yeah, that's it. Because it's what yeah. Borg Queen. Because we were all saying the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, you That's you nice, think right? in such three dimensional terms as she said in first contact because she was also there at the Battle of Wolf three five nine with Lacutus apparently as well. Yeah. So yeah, she's always it, been everywhere, every time, everything. Yeah, she, I think every she is the Michelle Yeoh of the collective. That is what she is. She just yeah. needs to <laughs> stick on eye, um, and she will be Michelle Yeoh. But um, but what I, I, I thought it, it was really interesting to be like that, like. The, the weird thing about the Borg is that she had prioritized her own existence over, like, the collective's existence, where basically they didn't have a collective left. She was 
she was effectively cannibalizing all of the remaining drones and assumedly had been doing that for like the decades that she'd been there or whatever. And it's kind of crazy, the idea of going, whoa, so that's like selfishness within the Borg. Yeah, in a, in a weird way, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, where she's going, hey, I'm prioritizing my own existence as an individual. Well, that's what over... queens do. Just like a normal hive, the queen's like, you guys can all die for me, okay? Yeah, but the I've irony of it, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the the yeah. irony of, uh, what is it, like that happening in, um, you know, for Borg, you know? Yeah. But the, the how she's convinced that Jack is her son as well. Yeah, that part I didn't get too much. Only because the only thing I could really perceive is that because of the nanites that were in the Picard spermies that impregnated. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Picard spermies. The Picard. <laughs> the Jean Luc Picard nut. Shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, whatever, whatever happens, it's still going to taste better than Chateau Picard. Let's just be. Oh, honest. oh, <laughs> oh, there, oh only it's there. less salty. Computer um, yeah. end program. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is like because she put those nanites in Picard, mm. essentially, you know, they're sharing uh, womb status with Beverly. So well, her, because of her, you know. Borg nanites in Picard that went in Beverly. They both uh, kind of like you know the but alien I, resurrection when they made the human alien hybrid. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think yeah. it's like what she says later though about how it's evolution of the Borg. You know how it's evolution of the Borg, where it's the fact of you know our procreation is obviously sperm, egg, bird, baby. Um, I think that's how it works. Or the storks involved at some point. I don't know if the stork yeah, fox yeah. or not. It's you know it's very complicated, but I think. Uh, you know, in the books, <laughs> don't, don't laugh. This is how I learned sex. We're, that sex spelled S E K S. Yeah. Um, the but uh, with books, though, it, you know, their procreation will probably be the assimilation of a species by putting their code or DNA into someone and then that person recreating normally. Mm. It's a bit like to bring Warhammer into this. In Warhammer 40,000, there's a race called Gene Stealers. And the way they procreate is they basically infect a human, they implant seed into a human, and then when that human goes and has kids, the DNA they passed on is passed into the kid and it becomes a hybrid. Mm. So the normal sex happens, but because of the gene stealer being involved, it changes the, the baby. And it's kind of, so it's a bit weird. It's like a third parent, I guess. And I think that's what yeah. we've got with the queen here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's similar. Creepy out. The creepy aunt, yeah. Creepy and sexually involved that. Wait. But uh, there's also the, um, because they were able through Picard uh, and the nanites that they had were able to put Borg nanites in the replicator so they don't have to actually physically touch you. They can replicate themselves by you transporting every time you transport it in the Starfleet uh, protocol. So I think that was the evolution that, that she was speaking of. So... Yeah. As this is all happening, they, the Borg detect... Um, sorry, before that happens, the Titan de detects the Enterprise D at Jupiter uh, and goes, what the hell's going on? And they're like, oh, it's, it's Picard. Because who else is going to steal the Enterprise D but Jean-Luc? Because why not? Symbolism and all that. Um, so they, they decide, they, they realise that uh, they are there to try and stop uh, the Borg. They're there to try and stop. So to buy them as much time as possible, they will try and divert the fleet as much as they can to target them. 
uh, Rafi says, and I didn't, I didn't really get this. The uh, the Borg system, the the link, runs uh, in a line of sight uh, system. So if they can't see us, they can't control us. Um, and I'm like, that's a bit of a weak ass system. Yeah, it's like, hang on, aren't you meant to be super advanced, the Borg? And then they're equivalently like, they vanished. Who knows where they are? Yeah. You know, so... when, we, when we literally have series where we're like, hey, let's detect Romulans purely by this bizarre particle that their cloaking device leaves behind. And then so the that... Borg are like, can't see him, must be gone. So <laughs> as, they, as they're trying to figure out how to break the connection, they decide to scramble uh, every ship's uh, shields using the prefix codes they've got on the system. We go straight back uh, to the cube where the Queen just basically says, there is no collective left. Um, only the queen. She is alone. She's, she's isolated. Yeah, she's well. She she literally is to to sustain herself. Sorry, I got she, hungry. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I, I numbed the collective. Yeah, she yeah. really did. Um, and then she's you know when she goes, the future of the Borg is not assimilation, it is evolution. Which is yeah, you know to survive. What do more species do in order to survive? It's you evolve. Yeah. You you adapt. Oh God, <laughs> you adapt. <laughs> Improvise, adapt, overcome. Um, people of the se- people who know the series will probably get why me and Graham are smiling at that one. But moving on, the um, <laughs> but then we go back to Worf and Riker who locate the beacon. Uh, they walk past some fairly fresh bog, shall we say, that are not completely rotted, um, and they locate the beacon. The Queen goes to Picard. Witness your future's end. Which is yeah, from first contact, yeah, yeah. Another another great call, uh, great callback. Um, the Titan uses the cloaking device to break the connection, so they're starting to do like hit hit and run, like uh, what what they call it? Hit, it is hit and run, isn't it? Like yeah, hit and that run, type yeah. of yeah, yeah, strafing run, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get a brief explanation about the changelings. Do you remember them, guys? The changelings from no, no. Where have they been in this show? I don't yeah. know, but so even we've forgotten about them. A brief explanation <laughs> that they made a deal with the changelings and that it was about vengeance on Starfleet because they have been, you know, that they've been dealt a blow by Starfleet themselves. Well, I think what they said is they lost a generation to the Federation, something like that. And I thought it was a really good line because it's like going, yeah, literally. That ruined the lives of like an entire generation of changelings, mm. and obviously Borg, because Borg have basically like lost the war effectively, and now yep. it's a new generation needing to, you know, like the fact of Vadix, Vadix changelings have to had to appear in order to overcome the problems that they had with Starfleet, such as getting around transporter checks, getting around like blood checks and things. It is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we don't really understand. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't really understand. Like, I wanted more detail about the Changeling Borg deal. Like, what were the Changelings getting out of it, really? Mm. Um, it, 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 it just it was exactly what I didn't want in this episode. Like, I, you know, remember I said in the previous episodes, what I don't want is, oh, that's the Changelings done with. They were just a plot device to make the thing happen. And it's kind of exactly what we've got. We've kind of got is oh yeah the changelings did that thing but um yeah that that's yeah. all they were there for and that feels like a horrible cop out I would have preferred to be there some kind of bigger scheme or yeah. maybe them being involved in the downfall of the Borg or like going back on the deal or something 
but mm. instead they just seem like a tool and i don't know yeah but they you know, it, yeah you know that that thing of you you want they there's more they could have done with it but you know yeah um, yeah yeah because this i mean the, this scene it's it's we're getting quick cuts between three different locations for this um there's then a firefight uh well sorry the the uh the crew that were beamed into the transporter room uh they they break free make their way to the bridge mm -hmm. there's a firefight between the borg Worf, and Riker. uh Worf, um gets hit uh there's yeah. a firefight with the enterprise uh being fired at um <laughs> Worf drops his sword and Riker goes to catch it he's just like shit and he's just like how <laughs> heavy is this, this whole time yeah, <laughs> yeah remember though that jadzia wielded one of those like bloody hell yeah god that, those trills man they are yeah, yeah they are trills, strong so maybe she's yeah, yeah. yeah i know that they you know we talk about like vulcans having super strength and stuff like that but we never talk about trills doing it i think i just think jadzia was badass <laughs> yeah we then go back to the titan where the titans hit and run also uh, we missed that we missed the line from Worf, swords are fun where where riker's kind yeah. of going like Oh, you had a gun in the hilt of this the whole time. Why weren't you using that? Swords like, are fun. Yeah, and it's just like it's a I great one-liner. And then Beverly just absolutely kicks ass, does a drive-by <laughs> on the ball cube, and oh, she's like, "That was awesome." Yeah, she's like, yeah, things have changed in twenty years, and George is just like, "Oh damn." <laughs> I, I, I just love the idea for all the jokes of me saying that Crusher is a shit doctor. I think we found her calling. I think we found. Her God, her. yes. Tactical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Just go on, get in the black puddle, y'all. I'm taking over here. Yeah, you yeah. could say she was crushing it. Engage humor. So they then realize that the beacon's location that was transmitted by Worf and Riker is in the center of the ball cube, very much Death Star, of course. Um, and then they have to make a decision. Data thinks he can do it. Uh, Jordy's like, oh, hell no. Hell no. No one can do that. Not even my daughter can do it. I'm like, come on. This is Data. Yeah, is it's literally... We just had a conversation in the, the one of the previous episodes about how much he can process and how only... You know, I think it felt a bit weird that they were like, oh, we don't trust you to do this. And I'm like... He's a glorified flash drive. Yeah, <laughs> literally, you know. Hmm. And I, I found it interesting that he, like his daughter's character always mentioned my father my father and now he yeah. goes well my daughter and i thought that was a yeah. nice like parallel that the well that yeah considering they they don't really get on as well right right yeah, it, it yeah. was it was one of these subtle things like Shaw acknowledging seven of nine's like chosen name and whatnot it was right. like an acknowledgement of him going i wasn't happy about my daughter becoming a pilot but i will acknowledge that she's a really good one you know, right, and, yeah. and I think that that's, you know, a clever bit of writing to basically go, hey, there's this validation there because we don't really get a scene between Geordie and her daughter before the end of the show. Yeah, we, we all want that validation, I think, in life. Um, Father, please tell me I'm good at podcasding. Nobody watches. They, they, they watch everything. Hello, mother. Oh, Hello, father. But uh, yeah, so they trust Data, and holy shit, this scene, this scene, where the the Enterprise just goes balls first into the bunker, I was blown. And very few times in life when I'm watching something, where I'll be like, 
Yeah. That was me. I was like, oh, I just, like, the way it was animated, the music, the effects. Holy shit, guys. Mm-hmm. And then Data smiling and Deanna going, I'm sensing enjoyment. And Data's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely yeah. love that. Oh, really blown away with that. But then, aside from that, you see Space Dock shields go down and just get absolutely wrecked by the entire fleet and the planetary shields go down can we just take in how heavily armored the space dock was like to the point of where we are used to ships where they take about three hits or three torpedoes and the shields are down to like 30 percent this was being pummeled by an entire fleet for probably about half an hour by how the show show is running and you're like going hang on (laughs) you know like yeah. Can you apply these shields to other things, maybe? Yeah. You know? Wow, man. Like well, that's I, a good obviously... point. They need those shields for the for the ship. Yeah, I put that yeah. on everything. I put that. Like, oh, it could be like. Oh, it could be like. Okay, whatever it, this is. It could be like the sheer size of it. Like if you like, if you look at that space, the original space stuff, the sheer size of it. Yeah. What is the power core on that puppy like to generate yeah. that much energy? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, it's got powerful shields. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. at least 10 Duracells. That's exactly what that is. And the big D ones. The big D ones. Yeah. yeah. The big oh, D. Yeah, yeah. We're getting Read the D references thick and fast. Oh, no, thick and fast. <laughs> oh, no. You got to be careful thick, before thick it comes all over. Oh, no. You I'm retiring. My perfect date. <laughs> I'm retiring from podcasting after this. But if <laughs> we. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, uh, the clock gets destroyed on the Titan as well. Uh, Picard uh, starts pulling out all the wires of Jack, uh, fr- from Jack, sorry. Um, and then the Borg start targeting all cities. Little shout out to Sean Ferrick here because he noticed um, in his in their review at Trek Culture today, Liverpool gets heavily fucking targeted. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, hmm, is yeah. that friends in the nerdy up north getting pummeled today? <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing though, because like no one... Like, on a world stage, no one would think to target Liverpool. But obviously, anyone right. who's ever been to Liverpool would know to target <laughs> Liverpool. So it's a strange I really one, hate the Beatles! Yeah, the Borg don't like music, that's all. Yeah, the Borg have been to Liverpool. Yeah. That's, that's why that's done. Yeah, and, and I sat there and I was like, oh, well, at least the northeast of England is safe. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah but uh so they start targeting um the enterprise d finishes its strafing run through the death cube as i'll start calling it and they find uh this this huge beacon um and which they... looked like a living construct yes yes yeah. from star trek prodigy it was a living construct um yeah that's a great reference that the and it, you know we knew it was coming it is predictable they can either take out this beacon and kill themselves and everyone on the cube and then the Enterprise, or leave it and everyone else dies in the Federation. So, but can the I just point out? Oh, yes. need the two or the one. That's where we're yes. going there. But can yeah. I just point out, LeVar Burton's acting in this little scene when, oh, he, when like, he accepts it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, really? It's it started breaking my heart from from this moment onwards. This is where it started breaking my heart, where they 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 accepted their fate and they knew that obviously, like George just said, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Um, 
Riker and Worf won't go back to the Enterprise. They want to go find Picard. Uh, Deanna says, you're going to have 60 seconds. And he says, well, I can't leave him alone. Which I thought was yeah. really nice. Uh, the Again, it's another finality point in this episode where you think, this is it. This is it. Uh, Terry Metalis has been doing this quite a lot. Uh, he did this. He did this to Twelve Monkeys as well. Uh, Picard is still trying to disconnect uh, Jack. Jack. Um, yeah. And he's like, "I'm not leaving him." So he assimilates himself. Mm. Um, and we get lovely callbacks to First Contact, where we see all those little flashbacks at the from the opening of First Contact when he was assimilated in the the Next Generation, Best of Both Worlds. Uh, and then we get this lovely slowed down because within this uh, hive mind, everything is slowed down because you can see by the sparks and everything like that, that time was moving a lot slower. So Jack is feeling the euphoria, which is a great callback to Voyager, uh, where they, you know, when, when the, the drones say they feel this euphoria, they feel this, this warm, this warm love shall we say, mm. for, for want of a, a better expression. And Picard is like, perfection is not euphoria, it is death. And he then starts to Which is about, the most metal thing Picard has ever said. <laughs> oh, Picard's a metalhead. Picard's a metalhead. <laughs> we, we need Picard just in yeah. proper <laughs> We need Picard in leather proper. Do you, think, do you think on his flash drive, Picard's got Slipknot as classical music? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that though it's like can you imagine though you know how like originally in star trek we had it where it was like the classics like mozart and stuff being played yeah. and then in picard we've had it where it's like the sort of 70s 60s 70s music playing when yeah. it does the next leap it might be sort of death metal or something or like or taylor swift. black metal it could be taylor swift could be t- it could what be breakup taylor. is she gonna be on by then christ oh i mean Tete will probably be immortal. She will. Uh, <laughs> she'll get a Catra or she'll she'll get a Trill Symbiont who will take on uh, Taylor oh God, Swift. The, the Swift. Yeah, the Swift. <laughs> and then other people become like sort of you know, like Esri Swift, you know, Jadzia Swift. But from this scene onwards, this is. I mean, I don't know what you guys felt, but this is where I just lost all emotional control uh, from this because this this spoke to me uh, a lot more um, than than most with uh, the whole father son thing. Um, where Picard basically says, you know, when I was at my vineyard, I was just waiting to die, and I was waiting to die alone. You are the part of me I never knew that was missing. And Laris is just there, being like, "Well, fuck me, then." You know. Oh, just... we'll get to Laris. <laughs> we won't. Actually, we won't. We, won't. Get we never Laris. will. <laughs> <laughs> Too shit. Too shit. Well, yeah, well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, have your episode. Fuck off. But, so, the en- <laughs> so the Enterprise makes the decision to fire um knowing what's gonna happen um but guys this this scene with with picard and jack i I just what do you feel please because i'm gonna well up if i keep talking about it i don't know it it didn't actually affect me too heavily it didn't affect me too heavily but it's the fact of it was a scene that needed to happen like in regards to Picard talking about and it was a great finality to this because like rather than Picard being like hey I just want to you know I just gave up I'd retired I'd done all of that and then he's gone on all these other adventures in this series and like you know it's been one good one 
but like <laughs> <laughs> you know, two sort of false starts that were quite forgettable, like a trip to Liverpool, uh, and then the, the oh. third one, which is like been really enjoyable. Uh, but it, but I think I think that's a great thing though, the idea of and we need to take into account like how much of an arc this is for Picard. Mm. In terms of Picard hates kids, that's the yeah. main thing. And then yeah. Picard realizing yeah. that what gives him completeness is realizing that he's a father. And there's a wonderful kind of oh fuck, there's a a progression in the character. It's a completion uh, of his of of Picard because like you know it, it was the part that was missing, but it is a completion for Picard. And then when he said you know when he's like I will stay with you to the end. You know, you have changed my life forever. And that hug, when it all just starts breaking down, and then when Jack just pulls himself out from that, mm. and it just all goes Pete Tong, because Riker saying, again, I love you, Imzadi. I'll be waiting for you with our son. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That. Jonathan Frakes. We we've touted Jonathan Frakes throughout uh, the last ten weeks. That mm. man, when he acts, is absolutely top notch, and that got me that. And Deanna senses it, yeah. and for God's sakes, just hijacks the Enterprise <laughs> yeah. again, and everyone's going, "Oh no, <laughs> she's going to finish the job." Imagine though, imagine if it was like a blooper reel where she does that and still manages to crash the saucer section somewhere. But saying that <laughs> into Jupiter, and you're like, "No, well, well." But saying that, that, holy shit, she drifts <laughs> that Enterprise right above <laughs> yeah. them, beams yeah. them all up, and then you know, well, before Picard gets the thing, uh, the cord pulled out, gets deassimilated, which I'm like. Okay, they they just do that now. I I don't think if he was like, was he actually? Because we didn't. Did we see Borg veins and stuff? I saw yeah, he just the Borg veins yeah, starting to grow on his the side. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I think he's a cable, and I'm like, that's not yeah. how cables work. But okay, Sorry, <laughs> just be like, yeah. I'll just put this mic cord into my neck. <laughs> yeah, XLR baby. Um, <laughs> the other thing that was, you know, stood out to me is he's no longer Picard. He's a golem. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so the he's positronic. Yeah, he's positronic. Yeah, it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's, yeah. You're welcome. I'm gonna make you. You bastards. I think I think it's bastards. Though, like (laughs) once we've discussed the episode, I will probably go on to my. None of this made any fucking sense, you know, like uh, rant. Oh no! But it was a wonder. It was a wonderful spectacle. But it was like, like you're saying, there are a lot of plot holes. Yeah. In this, but we got a fun send off, you know. Great explosion yeah. of the cube when the Enterprise D escapes as well. Yeah. Very yeah. again, best of both worlds. Very. I just love the fact that they obviously just got someone animating that who was like, I've just spent three weeks of my life animating a lot of explosions. You know, yeah, it was so intricate. It wasn't like you know, like originally in uh, Star Trek, where it just goes, bleh, you know, and like there's a uh, explosions or you know green screen or whatever. I think uh, this one was a lot of different. Bits. I think they learned from season one, where they were literally doing the CGI seven days before the final episode. Hmm. Hence, we got the Control C and V fleet uh, in the yeah. last episode. So I yeah. think they learned from that, and giving it a year has really polished it 
because uh, yeah. the one thing you can say the CGI in this show that is movie quality. Like when the D came over to Jupiter and mm. started to rub itself on the hole, yeah. I thought that was a joke. I thought you guys were gonna laugh. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? We're mature. <laughs> I'm far too British to know that what scene where it just rolls in, and then you get that overview, and you see through the windows. Did you see yeah. the detail? The details were insane. Did you see the observation this... lounge? Yeah, this is the most beautiful version of the Enterprise D I've ever seen. And I was just commenting uh, a couple of months ago before the like the last season of um, the generation before Generations came out, the, mm. the seventh season of Next Generation. Look, that was like some of the best looking shots of the Enterprise D when they remastered it. And yeah. I feel like this passed that. So yes. they set a new standard for that look. But they've kept the color schemes as well for the CGI. So like the blues are exactly what they were like on the uh, visual effects models after they were, um, you know, completely enhanced. Uh, right. But the, the, the level of detail, because like I said, you could see the model ships in the observation lounge. And for a a three second pass by of that little bit to just do that that is passion beyond belief to to do that and i yeah the, all the way through the the explosion of the cube was was beautiful uh the 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 next scene which is a callback to the undiscovered country where you see the enterprise and the titan flying into the sunset above earth yes absolutely just stunning absolutely stunning because just before obviously just before that where everyone gets de-assimilated um, and we see that Jordy, oh again lavar burton where Jordy just sees his daughters are safe uh on yeah. the titan oh that man can can do no wrong and he can convey so much emotion without even without even saying a word yeah, with those contact it, lenses. Isn't it, isn't it weird that like we're getting to see so much of it because he doesn't have the visor? Because obviously in the original TNG, it was like he had to be really expressive because he didn't. He just had the visor, and then all you got was the eyebrows going up. You haven't got yeah. the eyebrows going yeah. up. Oh look, guys, I'm expressing. Oh you know? my god, yes. oh, so yeah. you know? it's like, and it's so weird having him in this series being like, oh, you can actually just normally act. You know, yeah. like, well, having to do that. But then we go to obviously everything has been taken care of with the Borg. We get that beautiful shot of the Titan and the Enterprise flying over uh, Earth with just a fuckload of debris everywhere. I mean, yeah. good God. Uh, oh, look, did he say? Did, did he yeah, say yeah. De- it's Space Legolas. Yeah. <laughs> debris. Yeah, lots of cheese all over the. Yeah, that's it. Oh, the, it was uh, made out of cheese. Who knew? Yeah, but we um, see Space Legolas. We see Nolan North, who captained the Excelsior, just floating past. And he was like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, I won't be back. Is that but, Shelby? Yeah. God damn it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is sort of like one of three endings uh, that we right. get where Riker is basically saying, you know, Star date one. Uh Crusher has been promoted to Admiral. She's uh fixed the transporters, which I was I was kind of wondering how they were gonna get about that. that. And it, yeah, because yeah. I know you guys on uh, on Spectrum, you were saying like this could be something they could really focus on. Uh and you yeah. know, increase transporter phobia and be like, Oh, how how do they yeah. fix well, well we were talking about this, weren't it? Because I raised it. I raised the concept yeah. that this would be a great 
plot line to go forward with of just being like the the lingering effects of it because obviously like you know when Picard got de-assimilated from Locutus he still had Borg bits for a, a little while mm. and whatnot and yeah it was... and you get Jack <laughs> yeah. yeah they just go fuck it you're safe you know are you done you know and it's just like oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. Uh, non yeah well, but then again it, and, and I love the fact that it does the it does a one year later jump like yeah uh, there but then it's like couldn't it have done that and then done the transporter thing because it suggests that Beverly's done this in like a week <laughs> it's just like oh yeah it's crusher it's she crushed it she, she yeah. crushed it simple yeah. as that remember but, she she figured out that virus to cure that virus that everybody was getting on the starship in next gen she there was like everybody was getting basically covid it started oh, out with this yeah, yeah. and they were all like dead was that no no that was crushing. but let's not forget joe she fell in love with a candle within a day it's true yeah. it's hashtag true. candle slag yeah, yeah. sub rosa god help us if we review that the oh, fingers uh, crossed, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. For it. So we we do see finally a changeling, one changeling. Yeah. Um. You know, so she's she's developed this transporter to eradicate the the Borg code from people and to detect changelings. And I'm like, aha, right, okay, you, okay, bye. Yeah, exactly. But it's like one changeling, and that's it. And it's like, oh, they they didn't torture people; they just kept uh, who they wanted. And I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, right. Nice that they've wrapped it up a bit. <laughs> but I'm hoping if we do get some sort of spin-off, they might do something more with it. Because mm. I, I do feel that the whole changeling aspect was built up and built up up until episode eight or seven. Eight? Yeah, episode eight. eight. Yeah. And episode then eight, just, yeah. the, that's it, Bog. Yeah, that's it. And it was it was a real shame. Like it was just like, oh yeah, they were a plot device. Like, and obviously all of us were very excited for a continuation of the DS9 plot line and being like, Paris. is this a reformation of the Dominion? How is that yes. going to affect the wider thing? And then it just got nah, it's fine. It's done. Yeah. No, yeah. don't worry about those. Yeah, yeah. Just, just some more queen. Yeah, just some renegade things. Oh yeah, here's a villain who's never really. Who's just appeared out of nowhere? Cool. They were the threat. Oh, they're gone now. Right. Okay. It's anticlimactic. Yeah. So. And after it, the amount of times we've talked about cock this episode, that's a disappointment. I'm so sorry, everyone in the chat, for for us talking about um, <laughs> gentleman sausage. Uh, they love says, it. Yes. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you I'm, love I'm, it, you slags. I'm, Without it, we wouldn't have Jack. <laughs> yeah. No, we wouldn't have anything to Jack. We wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have Borg Spermies. But anyway, so we, we move from the log to uh, Captain Tuvok uh, talking to Seven of Nine, basically uh, giving her a dressing down, as they say. Uh, and he's talking, he's talking, and she goes, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to resign. And he goes, well, before you do, read this message. Holy shit, I was already emotionally compromised by this... Uh, by this point, uh, if I was in command, I would have been relieved ages ago before this scene. We see Captain Shaw for one last time. And he recommends a, for a captain promotion as soon as he gets back to space. Yeah. I was like, oh, Shaw, why did you have to go? Yeah. Why? Why did you and have to go? And this is his second time in Trek. Yes, uh, because yeah. he was a... Was he a Zindi? No, no, no. He was a Vulcan. No, he's been in. No, he's been in three times. Then, who, John, who are we talking he, about? he was a Zindi as well. Uh, Todd Stashwick. Oh, Stashwick. Oh, okay, yeah. well, you're talking about the uh, Russ. Uh, 
Tim Russ was um, Tim Russ was in Star Trek Six, and he was in uh, he's in Next Gen Generation. One of the Next Gen, you know, when they hijacked the ship. Right, yeah. right, and he was almost um, he was almost he was also joined. in DS Nine, wasn't he? He was also in DS Nine as one of the uh, Mirror Universe people, but I think he was himself in that, but. Yeah, but he didn't get named in the episode. Need so yeah, he's to... been in like four series of easy. He's coming up to being to beating you know who. Nita Nita says that he uh, the ears made him look uh, like an elf and not a Vulcan. Space Legolas is floating in space. Nita, it's uh, it's done. I think though, with age and weight loss, those ears might pop out a little bit. Maybe. 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 I, I didn't. I didn't notice. To be fair. Yeah, but we finally get a payoff for Raffi as well, where Worf has declassified all of her uh, um, commendations, all of her missions, yeah. and Worf finally just gives a hug. I want a Worf hug. <laughs> now Nita wants a Worf hug, but she also oh. wants Worf's Enterprise D. Uh, well, yeah, which well, one? It, because he has two. Double D. <laughs> he, he, double D. Um, there it is. Data and Troy in therapy. Yeah. This was, it's just like, Troy's just like, well, you've, we've gone over by an hour again. And she just starts looking <laughs> at holidays. I love the little looking at holidays. Was yeah. And he's like, I, I saw an ensign feeding his cat and I cried. And I was like, oh, and Jason raised a good thing uh, on your podcast uh, last night, Joe, where he's like, imagine if someone gave him a cat and he was like, oh, thank you very much. And he started sneezing. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's allergic hilarious. to spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we get to one year later, and we see the uh, the Enterprise at the Fleet Museum. Uh, lovely, touching moment uh, where we hear Michelle's Michelle Barrett's voice. Yeah. Um, as they shut down, beautiful, beautiful. And Riker saying, "I'd miss that voice." Yeah, yeah. it was a, a wonderful little callback to how we were all feeling, where we were just like, yeah. "Nope, that that yeah. makes Trek for me." I think. Yeah, and then we go back to Space Dock with Ensign Jack. Now, is he Jack Picard or Jack Crusher? I think he probably stays Jack Crusher. Yeah, because yeah, a bit of nepotism going on there when he was on the, the, the it's fast always track. Nepotism. Always nepotism. Uh, mm. And. Well, though, before that, don't we get a scene with um, like Jack Picard and Crusher? This is it. This is the scene. Yeah, Yeah, this is this is the scene because he goes on about nepotism, Um, and Picard says names uh, means almost nothing. This is all you, son. And then, holy shit, we see the Enterprise G, um, which is the rechristened Titan A to the Enterprise G. Um, I was, I sort of expected we were going to get a new Enterprise. I didn't think it was going to be the Titan. Yeah. yeah, especially because the Titan had nothing in by way of weaponry. Mm. So if you're the flagship of the Federation, yeah, you better you... come prepared, like don't or don't come at all, you know. Yeah, it, it was it, yeah. That's what yeah. bugged me about it. It was like, oh, if they go out and deal with a fleet of Romulans, they're not getting it. It's gonna be a quick fight, you know. That's it. They must have like up you know, they must be upgrading it, but then is it gonna be the same ship if they just like go, hey, let's change everything about it, you know. Just upgrade the lights. <laughs> yeah, just put, yeah, just put, put the lights, lights on. in. Increase yeah. the lumens. Come on, <laughs> guys. 
There is no energy crisis in the 25th century, okay? There is no cost of living crisis as we have in the UK. You can That's have it. brighter bridges, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, the end. I was I was shocked with that. I thought it was going to be a completely different ship. Um, but yeah, okay, I'm I'm with it. If that's where they want to go for a spin-off uh, with Captain Seven of the Enterprise G, the Enterprise G, or the Enterprise Goodwill, I don't know. <laughs> the um, but we get Commander Raffi, so we know if yeah. there's going to be a spin-off, it's going to be Commander Raffi, because she again underused in this series. Yeah, but but at least we've got a chance to like her because I find it very difficult in season one because you didn't get much time. Season two, what what happened? Um, and then season three, like you know, we we finally went cool. This is how you use Raffi. So it's it's brilliant because it makes me excited about a spinoff. Like I mean, if they did this crew, if they did like the new Enterprise and they had it with like uh, seven of nine Raffi and Jack. Oh, and then obviously to. the the and the forged kid, kids. Yeah, that's it. All Lieutenant Lafarge. So she got a promotion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, did you see that? I just before I came on, I saw a um. Uh, I don't know if it was a, you know, advert or whatnot, but it was talking about apparently someone from Voyager was meant to get a promotion this series, but it got cut out. Apparently, there yeah, was going was to Harry be. Kim? Apparently, there <laughs> no was going way! to be. Apparently there was going to be a passing bit or whatever where it goes, oh, Lieutenant Harry Kim or something, which basically suggests that at hold some on, point... Hold on, hold on. He gets on, and they, they cut it out. And I'm like, I do not know if this is just hold on, guys. or a lie. That's just, hold on. I think it's just a bit because he never got promoted in fucking Voyager. So. Yeah, that's it. And then, but it's even funnier if they're saying it was going to happen, but we decided to cut it out. So, so we're saying... So, so we're saying he was an ensign... 28 years ago and what you are telling me that in 28 years he went up by one rank yeah yeah and then seven's like i'll make commander in about a year like, like, oh i'm captain there here we go yeah that's it yeah she walked in four years later now she's got her own yeah. gaff it's just like yeah 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 what, what, Hold what? On. i'm gonna google this i'm gonna google well, oh there is a funny God. meme that's going on on the internet where um, it's uh, it's Picard and Riker. He goes, oh, please welcome the new Ensign. And it's old Harry Kim. Oh, he's it's, gray it's hair. With the future with the gray hair, yeah. And oh, like, my God. Just, like, his he's like, I'm still Ensign, you bastards. While Graves searches for that, Nita does have a question for oh, us. Man. What qualifies Jack to be counsel to the captain? I'm going to say uh, he's been around. He's he's streetwise in space yeah. terms. Uh, I don't know if oh, you guys. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, literally. Picard's Picard finales. Uh, Picard's they spelled it wrong. Picard finales cut Voyager cameo means he's Captain Harry Kim. So he oh, he becomes, he he becomes Captain, but it isn't Star Trek canon yet. <sighs> yeah, well, apparently, means... yeah, he was meant to be a cameo, but I it didn't make it. I mean, according to one of our um, our show listeners and uh, recurring guests, uh, Aaron, he hmm. stated that they, there's no deal yet for a legacy show. So, you know, make sure you go and check out Section 31 <laughs> and then use the hashtag Star Trek Legacy so we can get that going. Yeah. So. And now that, but, but you know, as I was saying on, on the show last night, 
with Discovery ending, which was the highest um, budget of the shows in Modern Trek, mm-hmm. uh, and with them not doing a Section 31 show, but rather a Section 31 one-off movie, that probably frees up the budget, unless Michelle Yeoh just ate all the Discovery budget. Academy <laughs> <laughs> Awards says you got to give me all the monies. You know? Imagine, and we're like, you're worth it. But yeah. you know, they they. We know Paramount's going through some changes at the moment, and we know that they're trying to cut costs as well. Right. And I, I, I understand that. Uh, having having worked in the industry, I understand that. But this is this is a franchise that is literally carrying your your company at the moment. Uh, yeah. Picard broke the Nielsen ratings this week. First Star Trek show ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 No other show in Star Trek. No other Star Trek show. That means including DS9, TNG, Voyager, all of them. This is the yeah. only Star Trek show that ever pressed on the Nielsen's ratings. So and I thought leads... it was New Trek. And then I read the article. Because I read in America. I'm not from Florida. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah. It was Shout out first... to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that place. Uh, <laughs> Florida <laughs> is the Liverpool of America. Yeah, yeah totally. Love Florida, just like they did in Enterprise. That's yeah. what um, That's it. They improved yeah. it. The, the Zindi yeah, they improved Florida. Oh, you blew up Florida? Thanks. Hey. <laughs> Come see our the Grand whole, Canyon the 2. To, the whole series was to go and thank them. Yeah. yeah. We're going to Zindi space to say thanks so much. You cleared <laughs> up a whole lot of junk. A bunch of hoarders and weird people down there. Um, but yeah, so that was the first Star Trek show to ever hit Nielsen ratings. So that that begs two questions. One, what are Paramount thinking about? Because it's a no-brainer. And yeah. two, Is give Terry Metalis the keys to every goddamn thing when it comes yeah, to Star yeah. Trek. Because, holy shit, he, he knows Star Trek. He knows how to write it. He knows how to run it. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. like... He is. I mean, yes, it's fan service. It's hard to deny that this this series has not been fan service, but, but, but it's been fan service done what, right. What we've been complimenting on this hasn't been, oh look, it's Riker saying something. We've been like, look, it's two characters having a great conversation and having a really emotional scene. It yes. it helps that it's Riker and people doing it. But the fact is, you just go, a show written by this team would be brilliant. Like, the yes. big problem I had with the previous is that none of the characters were believable. They just did what was required of them. And in this series, we've had very little of that. We've had, you know, obviously we had the episode where it was like, we need to get from A to B. That was the mm-hmm. whole thing. But, like, the for the majority of it, we've just gone, wow. Like, we've liked the new characters. We've liked Shaw. And that's not nostalgia. We, you know, we've liked it's sort of good writing. daughter and the, you know, we've been caring about the bridge crew and their new characters. And it's just going, it, the power of good writing and giving him the keys to the cast and good show runnership, which obviously, yeah. who's, who's the other guy? The guy who's shit? Um, Alex, uh, uh, yeah, Alex, yeah, him, fuck him. Alex um, Kurtzman, yeah, yeah. It's this idea of going, okay, he does not know how to be a showrunner by the by the you know sound. Well, it, it's interesting because Terry was the writer for Picard season one and two. He's been there since the beginning, has he? But he's not yeah. been a showrunner. He was only the he's showrunner. Not the showrunner. No, it was a yeah. Gold. 
Because yeah. the, the running joke is the the good episodes of season two are what Terry Metalis ran. Yeah. And then everything else Terry Metalis didn't run was poor. Exactly. And this has shown that when he is put in control, he can produce... He yeah, actually, like, like Jay said, he actually made the board menacing again because I my main gripe with Voyager is they they've you know defanged the board. Yeah. Oh, warship. Eh, who cares? We'll, we'll just handle that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we'll just use nanites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll just use anti-board chips. You know what I mean? Like they just <laughs> figured it out. Like ah, it's good the board. So, but so before no, he made him. Sorry, Joe. No, he made him menacing again, and it was great to. Uh, it was it great was to great. have that. When when did he say the Borg were menacing? Is it like one season one, season two, season three? First contact. Season three. This, mm. The first contact they were menacing. The original um, Best of Both Worlds. It was like, oh my god, what yeah. the hell is this? Yeah. You know, though they were scary. I think when they first hit on the scene, yeah, yeah. it was like. You know, technological. It was spoken one voice. It was this big cube. It wasn't really a starship. It wasn't the typical alien race with somebody overacting, you know, like cry let's slip the dogs away. You know, it wasn't any well, of yeah. that. Like, was, right, I, yeah. I mean the, the joy of the Borg is that all of the stuff that would usually be done can't be done with them. They can't be bought, they can't be reasoned right. with. It was this idea of them just being like, No, you can't stop us, we will assimilate you. Uh, and if you try and kill us, we're gonna just it off after a while you know we're gonna adapt to your phaser fire and you know the only thing you could do was run essentially or do yeah. some crazy kamikaze thing and then, you and then in voyager you just go oh yeah they can easily be defeated by this and oh yeah you can reason with them and like sort of make a deal with them and stuff and it's like going these aren't the ball this is like you know this is like you know the, the in voyager yeah they did misuse the ball they defang the board it's the best way to to describe it. It was like, meh, you know. Although I did like species species eight four seven two. Yeah, which I, I thought would have been a really cool villain for this season to be like, oh yeah, well, yeah. we're behind everything because we're the super Borg. You know, that would have been kind of cool. Guys, so do you think that the Borg were only behind all of this because Alice Krieg answered the phone quicker than Keiko O'Brien? <laughs> Yeah, ah, but that's my legacy. That been, they they probably phoned her a couple of times. They're like, "Oh, Heiko's not available. We'll have to go with Alice Krieg then." <laughs> but that's where legacy comes into it, Graham, because it's revealed <laughs> in the spin-off that the big, big, she's big who fucked up the Borg cube. That's why the Borg yes. cube was fucked because Keiko yep. had got to them. Yeah, yep. she started planting stuff and then. Took all <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh, I planted some seeds. You know, yeah. I nagged <laughs> the Borg." To death, yeah. You know, yeah. Evil botanist that is Keiko O'Brien will return in Star Trek Legacy. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. That is a, a Star Trek in prediction. Um, that you, will never come. That will true. never happen. But I, I do yeah. have one question. What do you think Seven of Nine said uh, before the ship warped out? Uh, bang it! Bang it! <laughs> no, I don't know. I think. It, I, I, I was trying to work out what it would be, but like, yeah. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> Ascension. Ascension. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so not Spock from Strange New World Season 2. I want to ship the go now. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Ascension. Get out Ascension. of here. Let's go forward. Uh, so there we get to ending two in 10 forward in LA. 
where Riker and Troy are deciding whether to go to the luminescent beaches of Kefa Prime or Orlando. Seriously, guys, I hope that's a joke. <laughs> Does Disneyland still exist in the 25th century? <laughs> it depends. If Ron DeSantis is still governor next election cycle, probably not. There will be a Technically, Florida doesn't. But, uh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be visiting. Yeah. With the rising sea level sinks more and more. So the giant penis that is Florida shrinks every year. It's got, <laughs> got shrinkage from the ocean. But, but don't forget, they've got the, the, the Grand Canyon 2 has taken care of that from Enterprise. Yeah, so exactly. they probably just fill yeah. that's a nice little river now. Uh, yeah. Going all the way but up the, to Tampa. The rumor is um, other states are enticing Disney World to move to their oh, states, damn. especially North Carolina, which has a lower tax rate than florida does and since the, you know ron DeSantis tried to champion this stuff uh and it's hard to talk american politics it's really oh, don't. It, it, it's a weird thing because like the happiest place on earth is not going to be in north carolina <laughs> <laughs> so i can only imagine and then you will kill the florida budget you'll have no money. oh yeah yeah because you'll only have universal um and, and, and sea others and sea world yeah, yeah. We, we have a member of Nerdy Up North um, who is a, a great follower um, who is actually from North Carolina, so he's probably sat there going, right now. Yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, so it's time for speeches and data. Again, there was a young lady from Venus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love he that. Never he never gets to finish it. We get a wonderful speech from Picard, but a perfect way to end with this crew is poker mm. and we get that lovely single shot of them playing poker and it's just revolving around the table um and i think that was after what a wonderful long shot that is for the entire yeah. credits and it does that like you know whole thing the actors just being like we've got to pretend we know how to play poker <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a and great you notice way. that we never got to see the hands that were dealt oh no yeah. oh no 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 we you, never you... got to see it you know Wolf's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think for, for the TNG crew, that is a great way to end it. It's a happy ending. They all survive. It is a group of friends, a family, just having a game of poker. Like at the end of all good things, it's a game of poker. Because then we get ending three guys where Jack is setting up his quarters and holy shit, Q. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I love that scene. Just to add the, yes, we're totally ignoring season two. Yes. Uh, nail in the yeah. coffin. <laughs> you know, they're going to get yeah, 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 yeah. that, fuck that. Oh, cute. Yeah, they're still alive. You know, it, it is literally like, oh, fuck season two. Nita, you know, I only said that about Worf to entice you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that Batleth can reach over the Atlantic, so I'm quite worried. The But, but yeah, um, Again, we, much like the Queen, he, he's basically like, oh, humanity's interpretation of time, you know, you think in such linear terms. Uh, and I just love the fact that he's like, my father told me about you. And he said, I, th he, I thought you said humanity's trial was over. He was like, Jean-Luc's was, your father's was, but yours is just beginning. To end on yeah. what is a beginning... How can you not have Star Trek Legacy now? With it, <clears throat> I, don't, I, also, I also like the idea that it's basically you don't need to continue this. I think it basically it puts this wonderful suggestion of going, 
hey, that what Jack's life is going to be like exciting and stuff, but it doesn't really guarantee a series, like in terms yeah. of being a disappointment if we don't get one. Because for instance, I'd love there to be in a Star Trek legacy and then not really bother with Jack and focus on other things, but this yeah. sets it up really nicely that they can do whatever they want and we'll be happy. Yeah. Overall though, guys, where the fuck is Laris? So Larry's literally just like you know, literally like um, Picard, like oh fucking Laris, like literally man, like the fact that she's just like yay, we've fallen in love, and Picard's like oh I'm just gonna go and go and save my ex, so I'll just leave you to do the move and stuff, and oh I've just met up with my ex, turns out we've got a kid together, so bye Laris, um you know and you're like fuck Laris, it's just it, I think it's one of these weird things where basically this series didn't know what to do with seasons one and two. And I'm not mad about it because I would have preferred they didn't exist. But, you know, like when, when someone earlier was saying like, you know, was saying like sort of like, oh, you know, Picard season two was rubbish. And I was like, one? <laughs> no, that suggests that one was good. Uh, was you could, okay. It, but no, I, I think you could, have, was oh, yeah. you could have started with a card, like, you know, Picard season three, you could have started on that with a little card saying, one day Picard became an android and continue. And then you can happily just roll into season three. <laughs> that's the only thing, that's the only takeaway that is essential for like seasons one and two. Like, so, so, Joe. Yeah. Where's Laris? Laris is currently the owner of Chateau Picard. She sells a <laughs> wonderful new blend of Romulan ale. And Chateau Picard vintages. A better tasting. Uh, now also making... known as piss water. <laughs> <laughs> and is now earning money from the lack thereof representation for her end of the show. So therefore, yeah. she is now getting gold press latinum. She, she started a charity for like sort of totally plot ignored Romulans. <laughs> <laughs> such as Elnor, such as Laris, such as... Actually, you know what else she's doing? She's trying to find the species that was mimicking her from the past. Oh, yeah. the Guardians of Forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, are they? No. They? Gary Seven? No, no, no. What's that? I, don't, I forgot what they were. In season two of Picard, she was there in the past because she was some watcher species that was overlooking, um, I don't even know who anymore. because it was Rene Picard. Stuff. Yeah, Rene Picard. She was overlooking Rene Picard, yeah. Yeah, it, I I think I think the thing is like, hmm, I'm I'm gonna be very critical of of this episode. Like, obviously, you you guys are talking about it very emotionally. You're saying you know you loved it. I was disappointed by this episode. I enjoyed it as a fun, you know, as a fun like, hey, it's a big, you know, like uh, yeah, it's like a big sort of send off and stuff. And it it did it hit all the notes correctly, but it was the idea. There were so many. Why is that the case? Why has that happened? Like a Borg ship with no defenses whatsoever that they can just wander around. Oh, they were in. shooting at. Oh, they were but shooting. No, no, but, but, but this is the thing. It's all the things where you just go, okay, so when Riker and Picard and stuff go into the ship, there's no defenses. But they mm. drive the Enterprise through the ship, and yet the Borg have internal defenses, like guns and stuff, but that don't seem to be in the corridor bits, but that there's a perfect route, Enterprise sized to the core of it. You know, yeah. it's stuff like this where you're sort of going like, I know this is a spectacle episode, 
thought that's ludicrous, you know. And then obviously the idea of going, oh, Data can pilot us out of this. Oh, so can Diana. Okay, right, you know. I think that the, there were far too many why is this happening in this for me. And it was, it was a great fun episode, but I do feel like... I don't know. I would have preferred something else for the finale. And like like we've been saying in the chat, it would have been good if we got some actual finality like Picard dying or yeah, like yeah, it 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 felt weird for me. Like, you know, maybe sorry to be so negative, but it was the idea of like 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 we're saying with Laris, all it would have taken is a simple conversation or something or or maybe sort of like Picard sort of ending the episode sat down with Laris being like, what an adventure I've been on kind of thing. Uh, it's all yours. You know, something like that. Here's my son, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, here's my son. And, you yeah. know, um, and a crazy demolitions expert, essentially, now, whatever Crusher is. But, um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a strange episode because it was emotional, but at the same time, like, why is the queen there? Why did the queen not have legs? Couldn't there have been, like, the queen she was with legs. In first contact. But is it the same queen? Yes. No. So it's the whole thing. It's like, but no. that's it. It's like, it, is it a totally different queen? Or yeah. Why is she labeled? What are all these things? So it's how you go. Idea of going. Could there have been a fight scene there or something? Or it just seems a bit weird that the Borg queen was like, "Hello, I'm going to leave myself totally defenseless," uh, and you know i don't know the whole thing i literally well, just like, oh he's pulling the wires out of uh he's pulling the wires out of jack and you're like do you have anything to stop him you know it's like what is the point of you having arms if you don't uh, you know it's like do you have a gun you know maybe maybe just like you have two arms give yourself a gun you know but stuff like that where it was a lot of suspension of disbelief things that in previous episodes of the series has been very clever not to have where it's gone oh that question's answered or oh we thought about that this felt very much like oh fuck it big explosions you know and yeah oh so you think this is the michael bay episode kind of oh. yeah this was the this was the big hey we're working with nostalgia we're working with movie kind of like stakes uh yeah, it was an odd one, because obviously all the questions you were saying earlier about why is there a Borg cube in Jupiter, and why has no one noticed this? Uh, you know, and like, uh, what happened to it? Where's it gone? Where have the changelings gone? Like, why were they involved? Uh, you know, or like, where's Girati? Where's this? I, it was just very weird that it basically went, let's raise more questions, but not answer the you know, other ones. But yeah, anyway, well, they, that, that's my rant over. I enjoyed it. But it was the idea but, of going, hmm. Joe? Yeah, the, one of the things that you brought up about certain things being left untied. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the um, Crusher just immediately fixing, going, oh, yeah, we've sorted out the transporters for changelings, and we've sorted out, you know, oh, we've, because that's the thing, when the ball got deassimilated, de that was so disappointing. Literally, the idea of going, okay, so they've been, the signal has stopped, and then they've immediately gone back to being humans. Like, yeah. Could there not have been something where they were still Borg, like, or they like they were still messed up and stuff, and then it was going, hey, this is going to take years for us to actually, you know, detangle this, and they're going to go, like, I think that would have been a more, you know how, like, DS9 ended, where when DS9 ends in the Dominion War, it's very much on the note of going, wow, we are all fucked because of this. Like, the, the consequences yeah, they, they of this a, are going to last. a great exposition about explaining, holy shit, 10 billion Cardassians are yeah. dead. 
and all these people are dead and all these Klingons are dead. And, you know, the fleets of the Federation, the Romulans and the Klingons are left to scrap heaps and they had to recommission old ships just to have a fleet to defend themselves. Yeah, you, you got a big like explanation as to how things were at the end. This one was more like a, yay, we're happy. Everything is awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that. why would the Borg make it? So it just goes, oh yeah, you just get cured. You just get cured if the signal gets turned off. You'd be like, I wouldn't build that. If my <laughs> if my goal was to take over the entire sort of like race, I'd be like, no, let's make it so, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Scorched earth. Like where you just be like, cool, yeah, if they manage to defeat us, the kids die. So if the signal yeah. cuts off, everyone who's infected just dies. Or, but or I know, like, but, but that's what I mean. It's the fact of or you'd have to the remove show needed the a nanites. happy ending. They made yeah. it very unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry. You have yeah. to remove the nanites, Joel. What was that? Yeah, if if they set it up where you had to go to each one of the kids and like remove the nanites, that would have yeah. been a little bit cooler because then you could have a oh well this one federation ship catapulted itself out of the system. And now yeah. that's the new pork species. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it, and it comes yeah, back yeah. later seasons. They're like, shit, we found one of these. Oh god, it's got people. You know, for, like you know, yeah, that event. You know, like yeah. the same as like the Frengi that get lost in TNG and then appear in and Voyager, then or the Borg that yeah. go back yeah. to the first yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just felt very much like, okay, the season's done with. There are no loose ends anymore. Yeah, except anyway. just two. You still got the Gerardi blocking yeah. whatever the fuck it is that they're blocking. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the the giant AI that was coming out all tentacly from yeah. <laughs> the, the, hen, the like, hentai that the hent be, AI. Yeah, yeah. The what yeah. AI? So, the hent AI. Hentai yeah. Hent AI. Yeah. 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 Hent AI. So uh overall though, Joe, what did you think of season three? Uh season three was by far the most stellar season that we've seen in New Trek. Um, I am grateful for Discovery for bringing Trek back from the dead uh, yeah. on our streaming services, which I guess can be considered cable now because everybody complained about how expensive cable was. And yet they buy all these streaming services and go, wow, I'm spending more than I did on cable. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it was is great writing. Everything was a satisfactory ending. And it was what i anticipated and i was in the realm of maybe they're gonna like wow us with a very amazing sacrificial scene with riker and uh wharf especially when they got on the cube and they started fighting those drones that came alive those last couple of drones the only defenses that the war yes. queen had it's uh, i thought maybe that they weren't going to make it and this was going to be a big moment but um somebody had mentioned in the one of the chats they were like no, they learned from the mistake of killing off Spock and Data in the past that everybody had to come out of this alive. So, uh, you know, and I, I got that and it makes sense and I, I appreciate that. But I just really think that we've had so many, we had 10 strong episodes. Mm -hmm. Each episode was almost like a little movie. Mm -hmm. So it was like the next generation actually got more movies than uh, the, the original series in the long run. Because I think Next Gen only had four movies. Yeah. Whereas yes. the other one had six, well, this yeah. 10 makes, you know, 14 movies of the next gen, in my opinion. So <laughs> I, I think that was awesome. And I just wish that the technology of filming wasn't so good that you had to darken everything to hide all the imperfections of the actors, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I, I strongly agree with you. I think this has been by far 
the best series of Star Trek for damn near 30 years. Yeah. This, this has consistently, every week, blown me away. It's been well-produced, well-written. The music is perfection, as far as I'm concerned. I have immediately bought... I have never immediately bought a soundtrack. Um, Did you buy when, the vinyl or the CD? Just a CD. Um, oh. But, uh, well, not a CD. It's a download. Um, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's... Everything about it is beautiful, wonderfully acted. Um these old dogs can still teach you some new tricks, shall yeah. I say. I absolutely loved it. I am devastated that it's over. But yeah. subsequent shows have a lot to live up to now mm. when it comes to they have to compete with Star Trek Picard. This will be this will be the new base level now. I mean not for lower yeah. decks and not not for Prodigy, but the live oh, action, not strange new worlds either, because it's no, a different no, no. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a different tone. It's it's a sixties tone, shall we say? Yeah, this, yeah. yeah, it's classic track. Yeah, yeah. Anything that comes after this in this sort of style, maybe legacy or or whatever they're going to call it, it has to be as good or better than this. So they do have a lot to live up to. If we don't get it, I will be happy that this mm. is all we're going to get. But for me, a solid, I would say nine out of ten uh, when it when it comes to it. But I loved it. I have loved reviewing it every single week with you, Sinoise. I have loved having you on as a guest, Joe. I oh have yeah, loved, it's a lot of fun. I've loved the friendships that I have made over these last. <laughs> two, I can't believe it's only been ten weeks. Uh, yeah, making, right. Making friends with you, Jace, Ricardo, uh, Starfleet, Sawhill. Sean Ferrick, uh, yeah. everyone that I've I've sort of like gone out and just be like, I'm a Trekkie, and everyone's just been so welcoming, which is for for a franchise which has a lot of gatekeeping has been really weird for me. Yeah, but I I'm so excited with what's coming up next with Strange New Worlds. I'm so excited for Lower Decks Prodigy. I am just genuinely excited for everything, which leads me. On to our next little segment, because obviously... <laughs> what we're going to do next? <laughs> because obviously we can't review Picard anymore because they're not making any. So what we are going to do, guys, <laughs> whilst we wait for Strange New World Season 2 to come out in June, we are going to review a random next... Uh, not next generation. We're going to... A random episode of A Trek. random episode of Star Trek. And we have, ladies and from gentlemen... From the Prime Universe. From, from the, the Prime, Prime Universe. We have, ladies and gentlemen, the no Darble problem. Wheel. The, oh, there's no TV shows <laughs> in the Darble <laughs> yeah. Not yet, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they'll do one. Yeah, so we have, ladies and gentlemen, the Darble Wheel of Star Trek episodes. So, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this. You guys are probably the not going to see it. If you're not watching it on the uh, on the YouTube, you're probably not going to see this, but we do have an incoming transmission uh, from Starfleet Command. Incoming oh transmission. My God. Oh, my God. Incoming transmission. The Elkart Computer Network. Authorized access only. Console 47. <laughs> but let's go mm. to the double wheel, guys. And, oh, my God, the screen should have changed and we should see. Hopefully, is it worked? Yes. 
We should see a not a double wheel. Oh god, I can't see it. Uh, can you share the screen on? I can't share the screen, but the viewers can see it because I can't see it successful. But guys, I can't see it. I don't know when to do it. Oh, don't, don't! <laughs> I will spin it for you, my good sir. No, but I can't hear it to shout "Dabo" if it's. When I will give you the cue, guys. I will okay, give you because okay. this All this right, great. this very gesture to us. I guess. This very cheap pound shop dollar store gag is brought to you by me, who did this in the space of three hours, learning everything on OBS. Yeah. So, um, are we ready to spin it, guys? Yeah, are we ready to spin. Let's spin the Here wheel. We go. I cheated. Oh. I got my phone so I could look at it. <laughs> oh my god, it's spinning! It's spinning! It's spinning! Stopped. Dabo! Our next review, guys, is Star Trek The Next Generation Descent Part 1. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Ooh. So, so here's the thing. What do we do? I was going to ask this. What do we do if it's a two-parter? Do we do both of them? Because there is a strong risk that we will get part two. So should we just do both of them? We will do both the of episode. them. So we descent, will... so descent part one and part two. Okay, I'm excited yep. for this. We will so do both we... of them, guys. So, so in next, the next week we need to watch both of those episodes and then we review them. We review them, guys. I hope you liked my my cheap gag. Please give Sinai's <laughs> all the thanks for creating the double wheel of Star Trek episodes. <laughs> um, bless him. It stopped working an hour before we went on. He was like, "I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it." Yeah, I was cheaper grinding it. Um, yeah. I met him. It was one of these things where basically I moved it around because we added a screen first so that you had to. So it shows like the dabber wheel and you press the button. And then as soon as I did that, like the set, the spinning stopped working. And I was like, oh, okay. We will, this we will refine this over time. I can't guys. even blame Cardassian technology either. Ah, bloody Cardassian. <laughs> but guys, I would like to thank my very wonderful handsome co-host science officer Sinois, for joining me this week and i would also like to thank captain jodov of spectrum sanctorum for taking the time out to speak to us because he is live from new york guys yes um, yes i'm deep in the heart of being the most star trekiest bastard in new york city new york city he's City. He is City. this. This this podcast is transatlantic, everyone. Uh, but uh, and um, uh, don't forget to let everybody know that you're going to be joining us in the agony booth. Oh yes, Joe is going to kick me into the agony booth and succumb me to whatever tortures he sees fit uh, yes. on May the 18th. God help me, everybody, yes. guys. Spectrum Sanctorum. All their links are in the description below as you will well see. There is also a link to my good friend Alison's uh, Race for Life for Cancer Research UK. Please donate whatever you can, no matter how small. Please donate whatever you can, because it is a good cause. Because let's be honest, guys, fuck cancer. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that bastard eradicated. The links for Nerdy Up North are all down there. I'm going to keep doing this because Paul thinks it's annoying, so I like doing it. All the <laughs> links are down there for Facebook, for Twitch, for the, I believe, the Tick and the Talker there, um, YouTube, uh, and, ev well, just everything. Just everything. And if you are, if you've got a penchant for Twitter, I'm on Twitter, at GoodwillNone. Sinoise's yeah, descriptions are always down there. What was that, Joe? You've got a great Twitter. It's it's very fun to follow. 
I don't it's work. I just go on Twitter. Twitter. It's, it's, it it's is. Twitter that matters, not the it, size. It is. I I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, being on Twitter and making so many great friends like you, Joe, and like Jason yes. and Nita. I love Nita. Nita yes. from the USS Caliente. Please, <laughs> you are with honour. Um, but no, guys, follow me on Twitter if you if you want to do so, if you want to be uh, badgered with Star Trek content all day, every day, for as long as I live. <laughs> Other than that, though... I would like to thank everyone who turned up tonight to to watch. Um, it really does mean a lot. Thank you to everyone who likes the video, uh, everyone who's su subscribed to Nerdy Up North. We have reached 4,000 hours viewed on YouTube. So YouTube are currently... Yes. They are scrutinizing mm. us currently. They are probing... Oh, God, they're going to watch this and be like, whoa, there. There's too they're much D crazy. in this, guys. I prefer the E. <laughs> The, I prefer they think the Crusher's a shit doctor. Yeah. They can't approve this. <laughs> but guys... Did you hear that thing they said about the candle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's a candle I'm slag? They use the oh. term candle slag. Yeah. Like, we were literally, we were like, oh, please let the episode that gets chosen either be Subrosa or Code of Honor. And just be like, no! But guys, thank you so, so much for the the last 10 weeks thank you to paul for allowing me to have a show thank you for cyanoise for joining thank you for joe <laughs> for agreeing to be a guest twice why he came back a second time i don't know i really I don't like know. you guys you're fun i it's like you before we say total farewells though uh, remember that if you don't think I'm a dickhead. Uh, I will be on the Nerdy Up North podcast on Sunday, this yes. Sunday coming up, talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it was all like on television in the nineties and that, and it was good. Um, that will so be yeah, live. Live seven thirty UK it? time. Yep, seven thirty yeah. UK time, guys. I will put all the promos out on the Twitterverse, and no doubt we will heavily promote it on Facebook and the Facebook group. So, all I've got to say is, guys, thank you so much for being here. We will see you next week. Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Meow. Yeah.